everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today I wanna to talk about common notes and what a hip concept this is, how helpful this is in our improvising. It's helpful in our comping as a guitarist, as a piano player. It's gonna be helpful in our composing. So let's, let's dig into what this is. Now, I was uh, conducting one of my jazz band masterclass groups, a live, live thing, working with adult amateurs and semi-pros, all of you folks, the people I love talking to, here in the DC area. And I was working with actually an original composition. Somebody brought in a very cool song, Bob, excellent tune. Um, and there were some tricky chord changes and, and the guys were just kind of having some problems trying to figure out how to get through the chords. So this is an approach I used with them there. It's an approach I use all the time myself. And I tell you what, there are some famous composers that use this constantly. So let's see what we're talking about here. All right, so um, I brought in a set of chord changes that would be tricky for a lot of us. As I said, I work with amateurs and semi-pros, and folks at the top end of the food chain there might have some difficulty with these chord changes. I used to as a less experienced improviser. This, this looked like kind of a lot of stuff. Example number one on the sheet. So most of you out there might uh, you know, have a little issue here or wonder what's going on or need some help or yikes, right? So let's use this as our point of departure and I think you'll see after a little while what's going on. So those are the chord changes that we wanna uh, work with. And let me turn to the piano here, I'll just play them so you can hear what they are. All right, so I played the set of chord changes twice through. So they're very pleasant sounding chords, but they're chromatic, they're alternating, there's dominant, there's sharp 11, so what do we do with this? So my suggestion is let's look for common notes between some or all of the chords. We're, I'm just looking for a path to get me through. And then we can talk about what to do with that path once you find it. So the first thing I want to do is uh, start with a chord tone. Like you get, you get very good at this after a while, but to begin with, pick a chord tone from the first chord and see, is it common to the next chord? I mean, do we even have a winner to begin with? So we've got a D minor chord to begin with. Is there that pitch D in the next chord, in the D flat seven? The answer is no, that's not a good note. It's not in that chord change. So rats, okay, off to a bad start. D doesn't work. Let's go to the next chord tone of D minor. Let's go up to the F. Okay, great. So of course the F works in D minor. How about on the second chord? Ah, not bad. There's an F. It's the third of that second chord. Nice. How about does the F carry across into the third measure? Well, okay, so now here's where your uh, kind of, you know, savviness with harmony goes. Does that F work in C minor? Well, it's not one of the chord tones. It's not the root or the third or the fifth or the flat seven, but you may know that that F, the fourth or the 11th scale degree, is actually a pretty note in minor. Okay, so maybe that's news to you. Maybe you've learned something already. Maybe you knew that. Holy cow, well, at that rate, that F works over the first chord, the second chord, the third chord, what about the fourth chord, B7 sharp 11? Turns out that F is the sharp 11. So, I mean, technically it's one of the chord tones. So right there, very quickly, we found a note that works through all four chords. That's pretty interesting, right? 
Now, here's the thing. You could go through all of the notes in the first chord, D minor, all the chord tones. You could go through all the scale notes, and it turns out that this is sort of the one note that works nicely through all four chords. So sometimes you find one note. Sometimes you find two. Sometimes you find seven notes. So it's actually kind of slicker when you only find one or two because that's a very defined path. When everything's in common, okay, that's, that's interesting too. We would call that diatonic playing. So this idea of looking for common tone. So what did I do? The very first thing I did is start with my first chord and pick a chord tone and see does it carry across to the second chord. If it doesn't, start again. Next chord tone, next chord tone. Is it possible that you'll find none? I guess it's possible, but very often we find something. So again, let me turn to the piano and I'll play that particular note, turns out to be an F, over top of every chord, just so you can hear what it sounds like. There's our note. Pretty great sound, right? Well, okay, how about if you're comping? Wouldn't that be amazing? All I was doing was playing the simple voicing in my left hand and playing that common note in my right hand in octaves. It was that simple. So when you're comping on the guitar, when you're comping on the piano, if you're arranging for a big band, finding those common notes, if you're writing a string part for the orchestra and you want one note to hold over top, we hear this all the time. So, uh, wow, fantastic knowledge to have, right? So here's what we've done. So we've already found a path through this set of chord changes that maybe was a little scary or atypical or freaking us out to begin with. Great, we've got a path. So the next question, and we learned a little bit about comping too, right? So the next question is now, what can I do to play, to, to develop this? So the third item on the sheet, what I did here is wrote out just a little line that I might improvise, a little melody that has that pitch, that F, very centrally going through. So I wrote eight measures out, um, but there's always that F. I come back to it, I start there. Everything revolves around that F. The other thing is you'll notice that many of the notes that aren't the F are chord tones to the chord that we're playing. So what I'm doing is playing very much with the chord tones, very much within the tonality, using that F as my path, and then just playing chord tones above and below, a little scale perhaps here and there, but mostly chord tones. So let's listen to what this sounds like. Right. So did you know that's where we were going or that's where we started Antonio Carlos Jobim's song One Note Samba? So yes, as a composer, Jobim understood 
how important this line was. And he actually sort of tongue in cheek made it into a song called One Note Samba. That's the one note, right? So yes, we've learned how finding this path can be so helpful, um, just making us understand how chords are connected. It's not just four separate things. They're really connected. There's a path through them. It helps us understand how we can comp and make our comping seem more coherent. Our composition, as Jobim did, and of course improvising is composing in the moment. So when we understand what Jobim was doing, we can use that to very, very good effect in our improvising. So there's, there's just no way to spend too much time on this. So I really hope this is an eye-opener for some, and I hope this is a very good reminder for others that, wow, what a great way to help you understand the chords to the next song that uh, gets presented to you that you have to play. So I tell you what, I would love to work with you in person. I really enjoy doing these videos. I love putting them out there. I love you sharing them. But the way real education happens isn't on YouTube. This is a one-way street. It's a one-way street. That's not education. That's me talking to a camera, right? So I want to hear you play and I want to give you feedback on what you are doing, what you're doing well and how we improve that, what you could use some help with. So to do it in person, if you're in California, I'm going to be in San Diego and Pomona, which is in the Anaheim, LA area in January. So please come out to one of those workshops, get somebody you know to come out to one of those workshops so we can work in person. I was up in Toronto a couple weeks ago, did two fantastic workshops for adult amateurs. We had some people there who had never improvised and they showed up and did an amazing job and now they're empowered to go out and do this stuff. So I would love to work with you in person. If you can't get to California, which is almost everybody, jazzwire.net is where we can do this work day in, day out. I hope I'll see you there as well. By the way, use the code DIGGINGSPRING, save 50% off your registration. All right, have a great time with this stuff. And this is the last video of the year, so I want to wish everybody a happy new year. I want to thank you for tuning in, for sharing these videos, and I'm excited for much, much more in the new year. I will see you there. Take care.